Shufflers, welcome back. It is episode 46, and this episode we are doing a genre we have not done before. Can you believe it? But it's even more different because we have done absolutely zero prep work for this episode, which is it, it was I don't so think nice. we've never done that before. Well, actually, I did do some prep work. So this week's genre is a medical podcast. Yes. I actually intentionally got sick for this podcast that's why you're going to be subjecting the listeners to terrible sounding audio for the it's not quite at that level of symptoms yet but i feel horrible just so you guys know (laughs) while listening to this slight just know i hate every minute in the nose yeah that's incredibly (laughs) terrible pain yeah but we have two wonderful experts two people that have probably should have been on this podcast the first few episodes but so special we saved the best for sort of last we have my <laughs> wonderful girlfriend, Leslie, on today. Aww. She is a physician associate master's student at CU Denver. She's nodding her head no. Why, why is it not no? Well, I mean, it has been passed to physician associate, but legally in the state of Colorado, we are still physician assistants. So Legally, she's still an assistant to okay. a physician. Illegally. Yeah. Yeah. Illegally an associate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my long-term bff from elementary school julie who is a physical therapist master student at the university of colorado denver welcome you both um alex it's a clinical doctorate of physical therapy oh it's a doctorate you're right <laughs> yes. okay legally a doctorate legally a master you can force craft. people to call you a doctor <laughs> Do they call you Dr. Dr. Iruso when you get your uh, degree? They do. I will be Dr. Julie Iruso, DPT. DPT. Hey. Dude Perfect trainee. You're going to work with <laughs> Dude Perfect? It. Yeah, 100%. That, that actually would be a really cool job. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel they, like they, they actually, do some pretty intense stuff. Yeah, they need some physical therapy and stuff. They do. So. <laughs> Everyone needs physical therapy. You said it. It's and true. mental therapy. And today, Sam, do you, are you diagnosed with what sickness you have? Is it is it the flu? Is it the common cold? What do you got? Well, I think we our experts need to diagnose me because I don't really know. I mean, whenever I look up my symptoms online, it's like, oh, yeah, you have five types of cancer, most likely. <laughs> okay, that's what we're doing, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fact check. I have a slight, slightly scratchy throat. My head hurts and my stomach hurt earlier. So am I going to die? I think we're all going to die, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the philosophy episode. We're not getting getting deep. No, we need medical professional truth here. Sam, could you you do one of those like awkward coughs that the doctor? Oh, gosh. Just... Oh well, you just did it, so I think. I Can think you do it though? Because I'm not passed. sick. That was that was a fake. I acted. <laughs> oh man, you are dying. You ain't gonna make it, bro. You ain't gonna make it. Ain't gonna make it the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that they've planned, I want a hot take on virtual doctor calls. What are you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Because that we're we're doing this podcast online. It's a normal thing, but doctor's appointments online, I, I can't I can't get myself to think that's a real thing. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, are you talking about like like telehealth? Yeah, any any doctor online. Okay, I'm gonna speak to the PT realm, since that's what we're all here for. 
PT is really hard to do on telehealth because there's a lot of observation stuff you have to do in person. Right. But I do know people who have done it. I don't have any experience with it myself, but I don't think it would be my favorite thing. Right. If if you had more cameras or a VR in like environment, would that be helpful? Um, potentially, but I we do a lot of stuff with, like, <laughs> in person and using my hands and. I think that'd be hard for me to do for sure. But I bet, you know, maybe somebody who's more technologically savvy could make it work. Maybe. Is it common? Because I feel like for me it is common. It's semi-common after the pandemic, but I know for sure, like, once we were, once PTs were able to come back into the clinic, everybody was like, great, we're doing that because the whole virtual thing is not the best way to get PT care. Hmm. Stretching someone out has got to be pretty difficult to do. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Stretch yourself. Harder. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong, wrong industry. That's more Wait. Leslie. That's more Leslie. Leslie. Speaking of, <laughs> no, I think definitely for for PAs, for MDs, for like advanced practice providers, it's definitely more common, especially post pandemic. Um, I've actually received a few lectures on like telehealth already and like telehealth documentation and things like that. I have an inkling that I won't love it, um, just because I'm a people gal and I think like patient provider rapport is so important I think you can tell a lot from like one of the main things that we're taught is like uh, to assess like general appearance and that's hard to do like in totality like through a screen (laughs) but I think there are instances in which it's really helpful which is why some people are so on board with it like like med checks you know if like you have like blood pressure like hypertension and you just you know you've had it your whole life and like you just Mm -hmm. need you know, to like chat with somebody really quick to be like, Hey, is that working for you? Yeah. Solid. Okay, cool. Um, but there's also a lot of things that you can't do obviously like virtually procedure wise. So, yeah, I don't know. Not really. That's kind of a midline. It's a boring hot take, (laughs) but but yeah, I'm not hard. I'm not a hard stance against it. If that's what you're asking. (laughs) I think anything that can get people, if that's a way that people can get further access to care Mm -hmm. where they wouldn't normally be able to get access to care, then that's absolutely better than like nothing at all. That's, that's true. All right. That was a more serious answer than I was looking for, but that was, that was great. <laughs> I did, I did see Sam's eyes light up when you said general appearance, probably for different reasons than I'm thinking. But so when no. you go, when you, when you talk about general appearance, when you walk in and you say, I have to assess someone's general appearance, do you, do you, is there like a, like a box one to 10, like on how attractive that person is? Is that like part of the process when you walk in? I did in? think about that. General um, appearance, like, ah, yeah, he's. Kind of, you know, I feel like you can do that pretty good over line, over online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it's it's more like ill versus well. <laughs> so if you're looking at Sam right now online, you would say he's desperately yeah. ill, right? <laughs> no, we're actually really cautioned against, um, you know, ill appearing. Ill appearing is like a kind of a buzzword, you know, or okay. like saying someone oh, is lethargic. Okay. You know, that's like, oh gosh, like someone yeah. is like unresponsive you know so no i i think you look well sam (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing just swell in normal conversation one of the worst insults is like hey you look tired Mm -hmm. and you're just having a normal day and at that point your day becomes horrible because (laughs) now imagine if somebody came up to you and went hey buddy you're looking lethargic <laughs> you're looking unwell. And it starts using words you don't understand. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. All right. 
that was that was it for me sam we good to go i think we're good to go i'm literally have no idea what's going on i'm very worried i probably shouldn't be but i am wesley and i are taking over the podcast for today and everyone's gonna learn a lot and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great (laughs) educational experience yeah okay should i take notes for this Eventually, you might want a notepad or like a <laughs> okay. or like an iPad with like multiple like folders to organize your like thoughts into. Different colors on your pen and like some highlighters, but you know, we'll we'll let you know oh, when gosh. we get the, the note taking lecture. All right, shuffle. Right, <laughs> get out your notepads and another episode of My Pod Shuffle. pretty fun to get started by testing your guys' knowledge on is it a drug or is it a Pokemon character? How how well do you guys think you guys could differentiate between those two? I know one of those two things very well, but I won't tell you which. I know the other one very well, too. (laughs) Doesn't rhyme with seed or propane or anything like that, of course. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got us. I love this. This isn't a BuzzFeed quiz. This is. Can you go up to the the title of the quiz again? Sporkle. 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 Is that something you use often or just... Is that a medical condition? Is that a medical... (laughs) (laughs) It's like WebMD. (laughs) Or like the BuzzFeed for the medical industry. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Okay. Ready? Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, the first one is Centret. Pokemon, 100%. Drug. Uh... (laughs) That's a Pokemon. I know it is. I think it's a drug. Okay. Vibrava. Vibrava. Uh, can I use it in a sentence? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a drug. Drug, yeah. Ooh, third generation ground Run. dragon. Oh gosh. Oh, it's okay. a ground dragon. Of course it is. Right. Volterran. Volterran. That's a that's a Pokemon. <laughs> no, that's an N set, y'all. <laughs> okay, this one's a drug for sure. Gil Glissor? Gliscor? Gliscor. Gliscor. That's the verdict. That's drug. a drug. No. Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> Which one of these did you know very well? Centra, I'm sure about it. Some of the, okay, some of these I know instantly. Milotic. No, that's a, okay, that's a this drug. This was a Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> drug. It's a drug. 100%. Pokemon. Put down drug. I said it first. Fine. I said it first. Put down drug. Oh gosh, we're gonna run. Nope, out of time. you're wrong. It's a Pokemon. All right, Sam, we're gonna alternate. You go first. You go. You got this. Okay. Uh, Luxic. She didn't know how to say right. Pokemon. <laughs> I I doubted myself when no. I. Heard... <laughs> Wait. No. Steroid. Topical. Decadron. That's a Pokemon. No. <laughs> Sam. Okay. Quivar. Quivar is a drug. Yeah. We're right. so good at this. <laughs> that's a that's a Pokemon. Nice work. Yeah, nice. That... All right, we're going up. Sam. Ticklid. Drug. 
Yeah. That's three in a row, baby. And they shoot ticklish. That sounds like a, that's a good commercial name. That's a that's a drug. Wrong. Ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got three in a row. That's a good start. I should play some of the newer Pokemon games. <laughs> Banzel. <laughs> yeah, these are like these are all third generation, fourth Pokemon. generation Pokemon. Pokemon, screw this? it. <laughs> Pokemon. Alright, your next one's Banzo. Pokemon. Mm, no. It's an anti-seizure drug. Okay, okay. We have two minutes left. Um, we're almost halfway. Should we Let's, do the ones that we? I was thinking just listen. Half. Some of these I know are Pokemon. Oh, we can choose which one. We don't have to go in order. Oh, okay, okay sure. Okay. Okay, Vaporeon, the Pokemon. fourth in the row, is a Pokemon. Okay, right hand side. Pokemon. We should. We're just. We got to get rid of the ones we do. I'm not a drug user. Umbreon, Glaceon, Vaporeon. Those are all. Anything Pokemon. ending with Eon is a Eon. is a Pokemon. <laughs> Flareon. Yeah. Eon is a Pokemon? Wrong. Wrong. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gosh, we did check all the Eons. What about Fuzzion? Huh? Fuzzion. Fuzzion? This one. No, yeah. that's a drug. Yo, give me a Fuzzion. If There's you know no what fuzzy I'm saying, on. that's a drug. Yeah. Very, very Okay. For HIV? Ooh. How about Rayquaza? Pokemon. That's uh oh I had a it's friend a in, in elementary school named Ray Quaza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like <so> Raymond <laughs> Quaza. Oh yeah. Raymond Quaza. Yeah, I can't forget a name like that. <laughs> I remember that guy. It's a Pokemon, Not 100%. 45 seconds left. Pokemon. 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 Yeah. Oh. Alright, that's Pokemon. Carnotaur. <laughs> no, wrong. No, actually, that's the famous dietary supplement. Absol's a Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Ninkada. I think that's a Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Good job. Pokemon. Groudon. Groudon. Sure. Pokemon. <laughs> We're on a streak. Yeah. Actos. Pokemon. Drug. No. No. Pokemon. Next to our Pokemon. Drug. Pokemon. No, it's Pokemon. It's also a Pokemon. Oh, nice. Pokemon. Pokemon. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Sixty nine percent. Sixty nine percent. Oh wait, that was average score. We got twenty eight percent. I was concerned. I was like, how did they? they didn't even answer all the questions. Gosh. Oh, that was chaotic. Yeah. Well, I think that just goes to show wow. that we have, you know, like a fourth of your guys' knowledge. Yeah, twenty eight percent of it. Because yeah, you guys yeah, knew. Yeah. I know that you guys knew all those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys surely got a hundred percent. Yeah, I knew every single one. Because mm-hmm. that's why really? we were being quizzed instead of you that's guys. Cool. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Brand and generic uh-huh. drug names mm-hmm. and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Brand and generic. <laughs> so, is there such thing as like first generation drugs, second generation drugs, and third generation drugs? Yeah, there's uh, cephalosporins. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> no, they're they're actually um, uh, a range of positive and negative and broad spectrum antibiotics. So for the bacteria, yeah, that's those are the cephalosporins. So maybe there's other generational drugs, but I I only know cephalosporins thus far. PAS one. So Pokemon, Pokemon. There's the trading. It's a trading card game. You trade cards and do all that kind of stuff. Is there like trading within the medical industry of drugs? Like, hey, I've got this like between hospitals like hey, I've got my this holographic 
the fact that go, we can't even name beyond. a single actual drug is really to, funny. I was like, I don't know a single one that we I, The list is not in front of me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> give us a, wait, give us any drug that we can reference throughout this podcast because I can't think of one. Acetaminophen. Yeah. Acetaminophen. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, uh, I know what that is. Okay. Uh, no time. A S S E E D. Time out. Do you guys know what acetaminophen is? It's like it, that's Tylenol and ibuprofen stuff, right? It's Tylenol. I yeah, think I spelled it right. Can I just check first try? I'm like <laughs> no one even close. Go try. A C E T A M Y N O P H I N. No wait. Repeat it. I'm sorry, but I don't think so. Never mind. Never mind. I looked it up. I got it wrong. <laughs> it's on. It's on tape. It's, it's on tape. <laughs> Google Docs does not know post. what to do. <laughs> yeah, right That's true. Yeah, First try. The correct spelling is. <laughs> what I'm about to say now. Cut the rest out. <laughs> I'm yeah, reading on Google. <laughs> okay, acetaminophen. Now, what it does? Couldn't tell you. Something with the blood and pain. Yeah, it does. It does reduce. It, it reduces prostaglandins. So for pain. And for fever, it's really good for fevers. All right, Sam. Go grab yours. I need a minute. It's going to down some of that. Well, I I was actually looking to trade for one of your guys' acetaminophen. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this rare Charizard for one one bottle of acetaminophen. I got this insanely rare Charizard. It's worth like $10,000. (laughs) i'm also dying yeah it is that is pretty funny though like i was not expecting them to be as similar as they are to pokemon names yeah yeah yeah. i was a little overconfident they're pretty crazy i always get stressed out whenever i think about people who are in like pharmacy school who want to be pharmacists you have to like learn all those names and know exactly what they do right Major props to them because I don't think I could ever do that. So I I see Leslie studying these and she comes up with fun tricks to remember them and fun rhyming schemes. But are any of these like rooted in Latin or other languages that have logic behind them or are they all kind of just randomly thrown? Because Pokemon have, you know, like if it's a tree, it's going to use the Spanish word for tree spelled backwards or some (laughs) weird trick like that. Yeah. So I don't know about the, and the funny thing is I actually lied. I'm not good at brand and generic. <laughs> I'm a generic gal. I, that's what I learned. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify as a generic gal. as <laughs> Generic meds gal, because those are the ones that follow the rules. Like you can have many different brands, right? For like generic, mm-hmm. like Tylenol, that's a brand for acetaminophen. Um, but it's all, you know, there could be another brand that's like, right. that comes out that's also acetaminophen, you know? So I think that that's why that they they use the brand names for Pokemon because those don't have any like sense or reason that I know of. I think it's just like a company comes up with like a funky fun name, and if it sticks and that's helpful because you know then people will buy your product more and stuff like that. But right. but the generic, yeah, they have they they you know they all pertain to like a certain class, you know. So they'll okay. all end. In, that's why my tricks work, you know. Well, for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. they all end in the same thing, or you know, they all have the same like core like they all have trypta in the middle or something like that so yeah acetaminophen 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 yeah you got it like an m&m rap song you think orange is hard try acetaminophen all right should we do the next yeah you guys ready for the next segment yeah we're ready i'm ready i'm warmed up all right we call this one Treat this funky condition. 
Treat this funky condition. <laughs> right. We'll treat it. Okay. So I'm going to give you the name of a condition. You're going to tell me what you think it is. I will give you one hint if you request if you request it. Okay. And then after I tell you what it is, because you will undoubtedly not get it correct, then I will, tell, I will ask you how you treat Whoa. it. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Shade and segment. Wait, wait, wait. Already. Okay, so sorry. You're giving us the name of a condition, and we have to guess the name of the what? No, you just have to tell me what it is, what you think the condition is. Oh, oh okay. And mm-hmm. how to cure it, and then you'll, then you'll actually tell us what it is, and we'll guess the really way to cure it. Yes. Correct. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So your first one, uh, and we each chose three, and they're related to our respective career paths. Okay. That's a okay. hint. <laughs> your first There's one is pica. Pica. Pica? Pica. Can you spell it? That's that's a fraternity. For sure. P-I-C-A. Pica? Okay, Sam, I'm actually going to try on these because I feel like we should. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. we can do one joke, like Pika. Yeah, it's, it's a fraternity. Yeah, one joke per condition. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're. Yeah, yeah Rush Pika, fall, fall 2024. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just go okay. overhead. We got the joke. We got the laugh. Let's go. All right. I lied. Let's and not, now, let's not now try. it's time to make ourselves look like. Uh, okay, fools. So Sam, I think, I think Pika is a baby condition that a baby gets when it's really, like, young. Like, really newborn it's like a condition that happens i don't know what it is though you okay are you saying like you have a feeling that's what it is like yeah i just feel like i've heard that before there's no like there's no okay okay nothing behind it and it's a short word so maybe it's like baby pika little baby words yeah like you can't like huh would you like sure yeah we'll take a hint your hint is ice ice baby yo mmm Inflammation. Gosh, I'm good. Gosh, I'm good. Inflammation in the baby's face. <laughs> no, no, it's when the baby starts to rap. Just like when the baby plagiarizes a well-known Queen song. A few more than a few jokes. Uh, Pika. Ice, ice. Oh, wait, it's Pikachu. Yeah. Pika. <laughs> I think I think ice ice baby is like you know it's cold right um so like something about the blood uh, or like internal temperature going down. Okay, I was thinking more. I guess I was thinking along the lines of the treatment. Oh, like you need to ice what you're doing to ice something. Okay, but yeah, let's go. Let's go with it's like an overheating baby syndrome through like some virus. And you treat it by okay. cooling the baby down. All right. Final answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final answer. Is, yeah, that's it. Locking it in. <laughs> that's and that's amazing. the treatment. That's yep. amazing. Wow. Pika is oh. actually the uncontrollable desire to eat ice. And, uh, and or clay or, you know, iron-laden things due to the underlying pathology of iron deficiency anemia. So we have points, the ice, the blood, you, you are, you know, it is a blood thing, anemia, right? Okay. So yeah, that's, that's what it is. Right on. So uncontrollably eating ice. I, I have that problem sometimes. I especially, was going to say that especially too. Especially <laughs> with the good crunchy ice at those restaurants. The like, Chick-fil-A ice? It's not good for me. 
Everyone who goes to Chick-fil-A just has spike guts. <laughs> <laughs> spike guts. They need to start supplementing their sandwiches with iron. Yeah. You just spike the, the ice with whatever you... Yeah, acetamin. Oh, yeah. So you would you would treat it by um, uh, iron supplementation. So I have heard that some foods use actual pure just iron shavings or like some small mm-hmm. iron to supplement like cereals. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard that iron tastes poorly, but you know, you still yeah, need like it. in your water, it's terrible. Very yeah, not good. No, you don't want that. That's why you want ice. Yeah, ice. I, actually, no, no one really understands the ice part. Clay, Play-Doh, you know, these things make sense. They have iron in them. Yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah. So, I used to eat Play-Doh all the time growing up because <laughs> I think we're we're thinking we have iron deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> we're just uh handing out diagnoses left and right mm-hmm. so on today's podcast yeah, yeah. that's yep. weird you'll actually yeah. leave here with like 40 illnesses that you didn't know you had so. and then you'll have to telehealth an actual doctor <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to pay for this which is, which is great <laughs> it's free consultation right yeah, here, so okay the first one that you get from me is benign paroxysmal positional vertigo Okay, you're going to need to, uh, you lost, you had me at benign, because <laughs> earlier in my Bible study today, we were reading um, just an excerpt of a book, and the pastor's reading it, and then just comes to a stop, and he's like, I, I don't know what this word is, shows the book to me, and I'm like, benign, and he's like, I've never seen that word spelt out, and it is, it, oh, I don't yeah. think I could spell it right now. Can you spell it, Julie, benign? Yeah. Do you want to B- give it a shot? B-E-N-I-G-N? Yeah. Okay. That is a that ben, Benning. Like that's a, looking at it fanatically is, is a very weird word. B okay. and then the number nine. Benign what? Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Okay. Okay, I got it. Um, I feel like I have a better idea so far. The paroxysmal okay. part is is a little enigmatic. Paroxysmal. So okay. benign as benign in like is, not dangerous. Yeah, not that not, not right. that bad, but like, you know, you take keep aware of it. Vertigo is Just, is a color between blue and red or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Roy G V is the vertigo. No, no, there's two V's. It's Roy G Roy G <laughs> Actually, what is vertigo? That's like uh, where you can't like your sight, right? Your sight's off. My impression is that it's just like a very bad, like swirling dizziness, mm-hmm. and like I think it has to do with fluid in your ears. Maybe affects okay. your balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, it's I, like I'm really in there, and it gets and then bad. oxy is in this word. So I'm thinking something oxygen, oxygen related. Mm, paro, pair. Per- Okay, well, let's go back to positional. Positional, just yep. you're sitting, you're laying down, perhaps. <laughs> you're doing a headstand. You're doing any sort of activity, yes. Maybe. We're getting some some head nods. Yeah. <laughs> Nine paroxysmal, paroxysm. Uh, don't repeat it. Okay, what's our hint? What's our hint? Your hint is you spin my head right round, right round. Oh, they're all songs, and I love this. <laughs> so that could, okay. Para kind of gives me a round so, vibes. Yeah, para. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. So yeah, you're just you're just constant. You're you just got a little bit of that's the, that's the problem. You know, last guy's eating ice all the time. This guy's just got a constant minor head sway. He's just constantly bobbing to the 
Yeah, the hints, the hints, the answer. I know what it is. What is okay. it? I know what it is. This is the medical term for whiplash. That's my right. final answer. Final answer. We, I agree. Okay. Um, Sam, you were closer earlier. Oh! <laughs> so, benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, also known as BPPV, okay, because nobody actually says that's super Yeah, no one. <laughs> Roy B. V. Jid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it happens when there are crystals inside of your ears that get dislodged, <laughs> and then the motion through the fluid in your ears causes dizziness. Right on. Dang. Okay. okay. Sam, you were right there. Okay. I was impressed. I was there. I was right there. And then I, I doubted myself and I changed my answer. Always that's what they say on test. These hints, cool. these hints are, are uh, throwing us throwing our heads around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So tr- treatment. Real fast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Growing surgery. more crystals in your ears. Surgery. Surgery? Final answer? Surgery? Okay. No. <laughs> there must be something PT related. Yeah. Surgery will be my answer for every question, unless uh, <laughs> unless prove another Massaging the. Do you, I don't know, guys. Leslie's gonna guess. Do you like uh, do some kind of trainings that their balance is better? Some sort That's of PT. Absolutely part of it. So the cool thing about BPPV is it's one of the conditions that people can come into with when they come to PT yeah. and we can do something immediately right then and there to fix it. <gasps> so basically, all it involves is actually moving your head and your body into different positions to tell, to make the crystals move back to where they're supposed to be. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, and it's then, benign. So you don't want a surgery. Yeah. That makes yeah sense. You don't want a surgery. And then you follow it up with a lot of balance and vestibular mm. exercises. Mm. You know, my balance and my vestibule is not good. <laughs> we'll chat about this later. You know, do you <laughs> Our next diagnosis of the evening. <laughs> BPPV. Oh. All right. So for this next one, I'm going to give you guys the name and the hint together. Cause I think that'll be more comedic. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're about the comedic value here. <laughs> your condition and it'll be helpful yeah. maybe so your this condition is called takatsubu cardiomyopathy and your hint is that takatsubu is japanese for a pot used for trapping an octopus <sighs> takatsubu just- cardio what myopathy myopathy not my- your apathy yeah not your my- mine <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just abandoned our immediate thing that said no comedy. And we've only been doing that from the very start. Not true, not true, not true. Uh, this is a real hint? Yeah, that's a real hint. It's not a red herring? Okay. Yeah. No, it's Tiger a red herring. Be- it's absolutely a red herring, but it's 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 it's, it's the a red truth. octopus. It's both. Pot, pot, yeah. pot, octopus for put. Cardiomyopathy. I've, so you, I've definitely heard of myopathy before. I don't know when. I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else is associated with it. I do. The, the words are in there. I've, I've okay, done cardio, cardio. Cardio, we know it's the heart, heart, energy, something like that, movement. Yep. Oxygen movement. Okay. Talk, it's Japan, Japanese. So this is a rare condition for sumo wrestlers who trained too hard. No. Uh, dude, I don't know how octopus. Or pot. How do we get to octopus? So it's 
you said it's Japanese. So Japanese fishermen discovered this mm. this medical condition back in 1934. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And keep going, keep going. But what would happen is the fishermen would go down, and the octopus would get attached to their arms, and and then their blood would be sucked out, and then they. <laughs> <laughs> No. All right, Sam, the actual answer, I think it has something to do with a heart, a heart and blood veins problem where you there's like multiple. Yeah, there's like multiple aortas or something's going wrong. So there's don't octopus have like a bunch of hearts. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but maybe. Yeah, they have two hearts, do. Like two hearts. Yeah. Remember, eight hearts? Is, I think no. so. It's not Japanese for octopus. It's Japanese for the for pot. pot. That's used to trap an octopus. Make that clear. Okay. <laughs> that okay. So can we say another sub hint here? Can we just call it a pot in general? If I think of it as just the pot part, is that fine? Does it yeah, have to be the octopus part? The octopus part is important, but you know, it's something to do with veins and arteries and connections. Yeah, yeah. So the so you're solution- born with two hearts. That's my. The solution, actually, in this case, might be surgery. Yeah, surgery by for, octopus <laughs> for your heart. By biopath. What's a heart surgery called? A bypass. 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 Surgery? This is a my path. My pass. My pass. My pass shuffle. Cardio myopathy pot shuffle. Myopathy. Myopathy. You guys were close. Okay, yeah, what do we got? What's the real answer? So, um, this is actually colloquially known as broken heart syndrome. So, cardiomyopathy is is when your heart is not working well. And, um, yeah, this condition results in sudden weakness of the heart muscle. And it can be triggered by significant emotional stress, which is why it's called broken heart syndrome. Uh, It can cause chest pain. And breath, breathlessness, so it's it's similar to our, it's like a heart attack, but it's functional. Functional meaning that like there's nothing actually wrong with your heart. It's just you're so sad that your heart stops working correctly, which is really sad. Um, but it is reversible. The treatment is to I think stop being sad. I'm trying to try to <laughs> the it's actually seeing a a therapist, a therapist. Yeah. just a normal therapist. <laughs> Oh, a physical, a physical therapy. Oh, no, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> do not. Well, but it's called um, uh, the Tapa Kubu because your heart, when you when you take a, a an, like a, a X-ray, an X-ray okay. or a CT, it looks like a pot that has an octopus wrapped around it. Oh, yeah, it's cool. You should look it up. It's pretty, pretty, pretty psycho. But yeah, it was discovered in Japan, so that's why they named it that. I don't know how they discovered that. That's what. 1934. I got it right. In 1934. <laughs> there was blood and vessels and stuff like that. Kind of. It is. I think it is the aorta that's like squished and like making part of the picture. All right. You know, I get. I'm giving us three out of three on this one, Sam. So far. <laughs> yeah, we've done. We've been doing much more. I thought we'd be much a lot better worse than the Pokemon. So far, it, I, I'm. I'm impressed. Yeah. Compared okay. to our first segment, which went terribly. Let's All see right. if you can keep the streak rolling with hopefully leg, leg calf perthes. 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 Leg calf perthes. Leg calf perthes. <laughs> perthes. Perthes. Okay. 
My calf perthes. Leg? <laughs> calf? <laughs> no, leg. It says calf <laughs> perthes. Leg calf perthes. Leg? Yeah. It's one of those. It's like, like the calf you know, it's on your leg. No, no. Have you ever played the the game uh, like where you you read a word, but it's it's not the real phrase unless you say it fast, and then you like figure out the real word. I was just thinking about that. You sound Mad like the, the the incoherent, incoherent, incoherent. Yeah. Wait, like no, calf. it's Mad Gab. That's Mad Gab. Mad Gab. Yeah, like calf for these, like like calf for like these. Calf for these. Like, oh, that's that Greek hero from <laughs> like calf for these. No, that's that. No, like it's a football Perthes. player. Um. The Cathartes, uh, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like Caff- yeah. Okay. Like Caffrey. Yeah. The Cathartes. Okay. Do you want your hint? Yeah. Earthies <laughs> Jackson and the Olympians. <laughs> your hint is hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Okay. Leg. So I'm Shakira my has leg. this. I have a cat. Shakira has this, and I have a hip. Uh, you. Oh my goodness! I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Perthes. 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 Surgery. <laughs> Surgery. That's the treatment. Surgery. Removal of the hips entirely. No. Okay, I don't know. Uh, final answer for me is that your, yeah, I guess your, some, some muscle from your calf up to your, like all the way up your leg is twisted over, some, over your knee or something like that. And you have to, do a lot of movements to get it back to normal. Okay. okay. Mine's the opposite. It starts in the hips and then it it, and then it travels down. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So leg calf perthes is basically it's a condition that's typically seen in pediatric populations, so kids. Okay. And essentially what happens is the okay. blood supply to your femoral head, the head of your femur, yep. is kind of cut off and it's just not adequate. And so it results in kind of like um, necrosis and ischemia of the femur bone, which is just lack of blood flow. But then the femur builds it back up and then it breaks down and it builds it back up. So it's just kind of this like cycle. Okay. And this, the solution is? Amputation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, yeah, since I got it, it's chiropractic. Chiropractic. <laughs> Chiro. Or just like Chiro. any movement. Surgery and chiropractic. Your condition is a PT. This is why I'm on the podcast. For <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah. not go to your PT for surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for chiropractic. Would you, what's your hot take? That should have been the real hot take. That is a hot take. take. No. Do not go to a virtual PT. <laughs> Sam, you got any ideas? I honestly, I just think it's like just movement and like stretching. Cause like if it's a, yeah, if there's like restricted blood flow, I feel like usually that can be solved just hmm. by, here's my guess. Yeah. Maybe people who have desk jobs all day that are constantly sitting, like just the positioning that happens and they just need to get up more. So that's, yeah. That's my so guess. movement and stretching are much better answers than surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of it is it's it's maintaining range of motion. It's maintaining like muscle length, muscle strength. Not skipping a leg day. Pain. Some of it is yeah, leg day. 
Some of so it bring is bringing your kids to leg day. Stop <laughs> a few hundred pounds on them, get a new PR. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a couple patients in clinic with like calf parties and it was just strengthening and pain management and helping them feel comfortable doing activities that they were having pain with until the awesome the can regenerate. Fascinating. Hmm. Wow. Good job. Good job, guys. Go. We're all learning here. We're all learning. We're all learning. All right. So, Alex, I have discussed this last one with you Uh um, on various occasions, but it's okay. You're such a good listener, so it's okay if you don't remember. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All All in context. But, yes, this last one is pyloric stenosis. Oh, that was the winning spelling bee word of 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie, what was this one called again? Pyloric stenosis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, this doesn't ring a bell at all. You've you've mentioned the name of this to me? I've described this in detail to you. <laughs> I'm very <confused. laughs> Pylonic stenosis. Pyloric stenosis, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your hint. I might be hint. dyslexic. Oh, Sam. Sam has I, an idea. I have a contribution. I was going to let Alex try to try to remember. So, referencing back to our, our cipher podcast, the Greek root steno, meaning hidden in stenography. Stego. So something's hidden. Something that doesn't help at all. But that's my contribution. If that helps. Pyloric. Pyro. Paul. Pyrolic. Pylo Rick. Pyloric. Pylo Rick. Okay, I did write it down incorrectly. And then the second word. Stenosis. Stan O Sis. Ah, Pilo. What's like the root? Yeah, yeah. This hint's gonna give it to me. Pilo. I'm gonna. I'm sure of it. It is angry, vengeful baby. What song is that? It's not a song. <laughs> Every other one has a song except this one. Jack Jack. Angry. No, the Jack vengeful Jack. Baby. <laughs> This is superpowers, the superpowers syndrome. <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Condition. If everybody's super. Pylor. Okay, so if she's discussed it with me, I feel like it might have to do with women, possibly pregnancy or something like that. Or vengeful baby. baby. Or baby. Yeah. The baby is angry that. No. Oh, oh, oh. It's. I know what this one is, but I'm not. I'm gonna let Sam. I'm gonna let Sam. No, 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 no. no. It is when it's hopefully not wrong, but we have talked about this one. It's where the blood of the baby or something like that, the blood of the baby does not match the blood of the moms. So (laughs) (laughs) she's laughing. Like, is that a completely different thing? Just tell me if I'm wrong right away. It's completely different. (laughs) Never mind. Scratch it. 
Scratch it. You're about to quiz me. <laughs> that, but that is a thing. Wait a yes, yes. When your when your blood is incompatible with your with your fetus, that's that sucks. That's that, that's a sad time. You okay? I give up. I have zero idea, idea what this is. Pi pylo pylo. It's not even like pyrotechnic. It's pylo. I don't know what pylo means. And stenosis. Pylon, pylon is like a pylo or something, right? Pylon. Angry or no? Pylons are just. Aren't pylons the thing on the end zones in football? It's a oh. fly- pylon. Yeah, they are. In the plight. I'm done. I'm done with this one. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to know what it is. Are you feeling like an angry, vengeful baby? Yeah, I'm an angry, <laughs> vengeful baby at this, at this segment. All right. <laughs> Me too. All right. Okay. Me too. So this is uh, pyloric stenosis. In, in, your, in your stomach, you have this thing between your stomach and your small intestine called a pyloric sphincter. And sometimes in babies, uh, as they grow and develop, usually between, mm, I think it's three to six weeks, that sphincter like grows too much. Like it gets like very, very thin and it's hard for food to travel down it. So what you end up with is a baby that's drinking milk and it's not able to go anywhere past its stomach, which is a big problem. So what happens (laughs) is the baby projectile vomits at you very very angrily it can be dangerous so yeah that's pyloric stenosis and it is corrected what would you say PT, the pt should do <laughs> surgery you should do surgery time to, time to cut open that baby <laughs> it is surgically corrected yes <laughs> but it's projectile vomiting i told alex about this one a couple of times so i think it's funny they say if you come in and you say oh my baby's been throwing up I'm like oh has it been hitting the wall behind you and that's how you know if it's mm. a pillar of stenosis. You know, now okay. that you say that, I actually still don't remember you ever bringing <laughs> <laughs> Based on your face, you look a little queasy, so maybe you blocked it out. Sorry about that. Sorry. Should have triggered warning. So funny. I, now the, you'll know. The last thing you said about like hitting the wall, I do remember that those words you saying. That, but everything else, no recollection of. So that's this was the context. This was the context. So the only way that they can differentiate if it's that versus just like a baby who can't keep food down is the angry part of it. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. That <laughs> it's also like duodenal trees. There's like a like a vast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You put a mood ring on the baby. <laughs> And if it turns red, that's the diagnosis. <laughs> Mood ring. That's well, it's good. angry because it, it doesn't have any food. Like it hasn't absorbed any nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't absorb anything in the stomach. So it's like, hello. It's a hangry baby. Yeah. That's it's a hangry baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Your last PT diagnosis. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's yep. called a slap tear. Slap a s- tear. Slap tear. Yeah, slap tear as in like slap S-L-A-P tear. and then tear. <laughs> Not, is it an acronym? Are you trying to trick us? It is an acronym. Okay. All right, give us give us 15 seconds to come with some acronyms here. I have a hint if you need a hint. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, I hope you know. I'm writing out a joke acronym right now. I am too. I am too. I'm not trying to, okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to make this okay, as, good. as absolutely committed <laughs> as possible. Like, I, like I think me and Sam are both trying to create stories and jokes and upon levels of comedy. As we should. They might just both completely not, yeah. not work out. All right. What you got? I'm close. I'm close. I am okay. close, too. Okay. 
Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Sam, what do you got? What do you got? Okay. Sam's leg calf hyphenated anger <laughs> pylor <laughs> pyloric stenosis. Sam, Sam, almost identically what I said. I said I said superhero leg slash calf angry Pokemon. And I the one I said before was pyloric. I was trying to oh I was trying gosh. to pull it in too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got nothing. We got nothing. Okay, so it stands for superior labrum anterior to posterior tear. Oh, yeah, that sounds bad. And it happens in your shoulder with repetitive, a lot of like repetitive high stress overhead motions. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, good. So, we were close. The way that you treat it is basically just strengthening like upper extremity and shoulder and thoracic musculature so that that can provide a little bit of stability. And then sometimes. Believe it or not, people need surgery, but <laughs> we try to do that as physical therapists. So, well, all right. Thank you. That was, that was fun. Guys. The last two were tough, but we, we had a good start, that one. Yeah. Okay. We redeemed ourselves. Ready for the next segment? We're ready. I'm no longer right. ready, but we will continue <laughs> anyway. So, little backstory. One of my main skill sets as a PT is being able to watch people walk and then identify impairments based on the way that they're walking. That's so cool. It's really fun. I spend a lot of time in the airport just watching strangers walk around. Whoa. It's like a superpower. Yeah. That's cool. It's really fun. Um, But there are 12 what they call critical events that have to happen in order for you to successfully complete the task of walking. (gasps) Julie, this is what you should have asked us on our how-to podcast instead of oh, yeah. how, to <laughs> how to walk. How to walk. So you guys have to program. come up with the twelve things that have to happen. Okay. All right. Ready. Well, I'm going to stand up because this is a this is a yep. visual yep. exercise. Yes, it is. Hands on learning. Yes, it is. I will watch you. Okay. So are we starting in uh, a standing position? I imagine. Yeah, so start with, like, basically right when your heel hits the ground. All right, shufflers, join us. Um, Stand up. Do whatever you need to do. When my heel hits the ground? Yeah, and then you have to go all the way until that heel hits the ground again. The same heel? Yeah. Okay, so so six of the steps are your left foot and six of the steps are your right foot. No, it's all on on one foot. Oh, Oh, it's the follow-through. So a single step? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. So I, if I'm like my legs are split right now yep. and then boom, 12. Yeah. And then, but then okay. your other leg comes forward. Like, so there's this part where your left leg is swinging and the part where your left leg is standing and the 12 events are in those two things. So it's kind of like a step and a half. Like you're about to go into your second step. Okay. So if I have weight on my left foot and that's my back foot and then i come all the way forward and then it ends when i put weight on it again yeah alex is meticulously writing (laughs) (laughs) and walking (laughs) so pod notes the shufflers 12 steps 12 things that have to happen I appreciate the effort that you guys are putting into this. And also, just so you know, like, this is how I learned it, too. This is how all of the students do it when we're learning it and when we're taking tests. Like, people will stand up and be like, I need to, like, walk for a second and figure this out. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I let you guys stand it's, up. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
it's like the right hand rule in physics and it, yes. you see everybody yes moving the right hand going around the best part about pt is that all of the answers are already on your own body okay i think i have a rough list okay but are we looking at the other foot too or you or do you just zone in on one on one leg let's just see what you got okay I don't know the right things to say here or like what the steps would be. Sam, do you have a clue of where, like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking about what muscles you're using? What, what body? I have one step written down. <laughs> and not, not literally, as in one step. Literally one, literally one step. step. <laughs> I, so here's what I'm thinking. My, yes, what muscles you use. And then I guess whether they contract or not expand what's the lengthen lengthen okay yeah yeah so tighten, that's kind of what loose. i was thinking of yeah so my this is what i wrote down i wrote down impact you have your initial impact that's step one step two is that your some muscle engages when you start to put weight on your heel and then you have your transition to the, your midfoot and then to your your toe I imagine somewhere in between there, your knee and your body posture over your knee changes from like being behind the knee to in forward of it when you're kind of in a falling motion because that's what walking is. is like falling without catching mm-hmm. yourself. And then you go from having your whole like part of your weight because you have two feet to then your whole weight when you have one foot. Then you're on the other foot. So then you have to bend your knee to raise it. No, bend your knee to like take weight off. Then you use your quad to lift it up and then you use a different muscle to move it forward. Then your knee again to bring it back out and then your heel down. I think that's like nine steps. Alex, that was pretty good. Wow. My boyfriend's a genius, everybody. That was crazy. <laughs> I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Body's self-aware. Okay. Okay. And I'm guessing you have the real muscles of what's engaged during each step. That Yeah, that sounds good. That's <laughs> I like that answer. All right, let's let's walk through them. So the first step is heel contact. Okay, so just like you said, your heel hits the ground. Then your it's heel rocker, where basically your forefoot has to come down so that your foot is flat on the ground. Okay. Then as your foot that's on the ground accepts your weight, you go into controlled knee flexion. which is where you bend your knee to control your weight okay the next stage is called hip and pelvic stability which is basically just the idea that your lower extremity and your pelvis are helping to support your weight and that you're not basically tipping to one side or tilting right we're walking upright yeah next we have ankle rocker so just walking like across our bedrooms while they're explaining this. That's good. No, this is good. This is called active learning. Next, we have ankle rocker. Okay, so that's where you're – it's also called controlled tibial advancement, which is just basically where your your leg is moving over your foot, essentially. Okay, and your tibia, your lower leg is moving forward. Then we go into forefoot rocker, which is where that heel that you're on starts lifting up off the ground. Okay. Then we go into hip extension, where your leg is now basically behind the rest of your body. Then we go into rapid ankle plantar flexion, which is actually 
the most powerful motion in the whole gait cycle. And that's basically just where you're contracting your calf muscle and you're starting to swing your leg forward and get your feet up off the ground. Mm. I would not think that that'd be that powerful. It doesn't feel that strong. It's, it's really powerful. And the the next step, the, the knee flexion that you were talking about, Alex, to like make sure you can clear your foot from the ground actually is a result of the plantar flexion or the activity from your calf. Like you're, that's the only fascinating. Yeah. Like when you're running, it's even a bigger use of that muscle or is it a little different? Yeah, definitely more, more power when you run. Um, then the last three are you move into hip flexion, which helps clear your foot from the ground, ankle dorsiflexion, or like bringing your toes up to help clear your foot from the ground. And then finally you, um, bring your knee out and straighten it so you can get ready to hit your heel on the ground again. Y'all, we take walking for granted is what I'm yeah. thinking right now. Yeah, like, it's pretty crazy. No wonder it takes us, what, five years to learn how to walk? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't walking at the <laughs> No, I think I was the first to walk at like, what is it, like one and a half, two? Is it yeah. earlier than that? Yeah. 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 My sisters, they didn't walk until like five. So anyway, that's how you walk. Wow. Step by step by step, literally. That was amazing. I actually have been genuinely curious about this, probably since middle school. But like my thing was not only the motion involved in like all this, but like every process in the body that's happening at once for like a single step is just cool to think about. Yeah. Like yeah. all the processes coming together for something so simple that we take for granted. Yeah. It's pretty cool. cool. I think it's one of the cooler things that we learned in school. Nicely done, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Education. All right. So for the last segment that we have planned, I'd like to walk you guys through what I've been learning this week, actually, which has to do through it. My my (laughs) weekly things are Alex. They've been actually quite grotesque in the last few weeks. So luckily we're out of that. We're on to cardiovascular pulmonary. This week is murmur week. So mm. I sent over some murmurs for us to listen to. And one of them is a normal um, heart sound. And the other two are not. And I just like us to all listen together and see if you guys can tell me which one's normal and which one's not. Okay. 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 Fun fact, though. Did you know that murmur spelled backwards is Rum, rum. <laughs> you know, your heart actually sounds like that sometimes. <laughs> you know, we have a we have a murmur mystery podcast coming up. <laughs> murmur mystery. Yeah, we're changing the theme. It's called a um, uh, a diastolic rumble, and it sounds oh, kind of like a rumble. Scary. Uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> okay, so we are playing a sound, a number sound that you've sent us. And me and Sam are going to guess if it's whether it's normal or abnormal. Yes. Abnormal. Okay. What number are we playing? Let's do four. All right, Shufflers. Give us your guess, too. Here we go. Okay, so not having a baseline to compare to <laughs> yeah, makes this very difficult. You can listen to all three if you'd like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. What so, other two are we playing? 
two and five. All right, so that you just listened to number four. Here's number two. And number five. Okay, number two sounds like Peter Cottontail coming down the rabbit trail. <laughs> it does. Like that. Am I allowed to listen to my own heart right now? <laughs> yeah, if you can. No, just just pull out your stethoscope really quick. Wait, you guys don't have a virtual stethoscope to, to use on me right now? Let's go back to four. Like, this sounds most normal to me. Like, I was a little concerned about that swoosh, though, in the background. Yeah, the swish. What's what's the swish? It sounds like that could be, like, that backflow, which is, like, bad, right? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Or, yeah, it's definitely bad. It's definitely bad if there's a backflow. But but it doesn't sound, like, it sounds like there's two beats, though, and it's not. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it just sounds like boom, boom. Are we, boom, are we boom. specifically looking for a heart murmur? That, or just something that's right off. now you're just trying to differentiate between normal and abnormal and i'd really like to hear what you think is wrong with the abnormals okay this, this, like this, this sounds so right right this, this is normal. what you think of nobody would question this yeah. like normal people right but like, like that, that's a heart like oh, oh but also normal heart. people don't know anything yeah about, and there could be like some uh, like like what what would you say could be wrong about this one like maybe it's a little slow yeah, yeah. Sounds like they have. No, it, so- it sounds broken pretty heart perfect, syndrome though. that I hear. Is that how syndrome? Where's the beat Bro- drop? Broken heart. All right. I I think yeah. I think that one sounds normal, Sam. You agree? That sounds normal. I feel like we just go with our heart. Yeah. And go with our heart. Your heart <laughs> and doesn't let you stray. Choose that one as a number four. Yeah. Sounds like this one has the murmur of like something backflowing or something weird about yeah, the, the second beat. The, the swoop. The the Nike swoop's a little weird. And then two. Da, 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 this guy's da, got da, one da, and a da, half da. hearts going on. <laughs> maybe this is the octopus. Maybe this is the broken heart syndrome. The the super sumo. Da, 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 da. Is that the doctor's heartbeat? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I was like the doctor, like the one doing the do- diagnosis. Yeah, sorry. It's probably the worst time to make that joke without specifying. <laughs> Literally the worst concept. The right. doctor. You know. Yeah, the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I feel like okay, and we also have to say what what we think is wrong. Like, is it not fully? Like yeah, why, it's like the, why the, would the it do heart, the second beat? The muscle is like, like contracting. It's, it's off not the fully contracting or relaxing or something. Or yeah, that's 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 as scientific as we're gonna get. Let's call it there. Leslie, <laughs> give us our give us our judge. All right. Well, you guys were correct about the normal heartbeat. That's great. Oh. Fantastic. Yes, I. Uh, it's very difficult to listen to the murmurs, I will say. But I, too, can pick out normal from abnormal. So we're on the same page, basically, this week. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll be thinking. <laughs> <Yes. Now. laughs> um, but yes, so number five was normal. The love, love dub, love dub, love dub. That's, that's what you want to hear. Number four is actually atrial stenosis. 
So that's when your valve, like some of the valves in your heart are like too thin. Remember pyloric stenosis, the thinning that we talked about? Um, so the valves. No, no. <laughs> like I literally forgot about the name I, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I blanked on it for a second. I was like... <laughs> If we hadn't joked about pyloric second time, it would have been gone from memory forever again. <laughs> well, it is indeed the same word and the same mechanism. So it's too thin. So they're not the valves are not opening enough. So you're not getting all the blood flow all the way through, which is why you hear that swoosh in the middle. Mm. And then number two is an S3 murmur, which actually can be normal, even though it sounds like the craziest. Yeah. So you can hear two heart sounds regularly, right? You can hear your AV valves closing, like to stop letting blood in, but once uh-huh. all the blood comes off the atria, and then you hear your your semilunar valves, your aortic and your pulmonary valves closing as well. Once all the blood is gone, those are the two sounds that you're hearing. Hmm. But sometimes in S three, S three does also happen, and you can hear a little tuh. And it's it's just like volume overload, so you're hearing like more liquid. So this can be pathologic, but it also can not be. And fun fact, actually, I thought it was number one, but it's not. It's this one. I think that Alex has this murmur slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've listened to his heart before, and this was prior to me um, actually academically learning how to listen to the heart. And I thought it sounded a little little sus, not going to lie. And I couldn't really figure out why. And it turns out that sometimes when you're very athletic, if you're very good at perfusing blood, you have you you perfuse blood very quickly, and so you get that extra little sound. Now it was quieter in him, admittedly. The the, the example that we listened to was a little extra. It was very very uh, apparent, but I do think he has that little extra heart sound, which is so funny. He's he's just very athletic. He's just got a big heart, you know. Just got a big yeah. heart, people. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, you guys did so good. That was so fun. Thank you. I'm Thank very you. impressed. And stenosis is similar to what you guys were saying. Opposite to, but similar uh, in sound to regurgitation, which is what you guys were talking about when, like, some some of the blood flows back. Scooshing, does yeah. back flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So you guys were on to okay. something. Great job. I'm very proud. Okay. You guys can all be cardiologists now. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to start diagnosing people. <laughs> hey, give me your heart. Just out in the wild. <laughs> All right, those are that's all the planned segments yeah. that we have. So we can either call it if you guys have like question and answer that you want to know about the medical field, PT, PA, grad school. Man, I have I have two questions that I wrote down while this podcast was going. Okay. The first one was for Julie. So you know how pterodactyl is spelled PT. Is the P silent in in PT also? I know we've been saying it the entire time. Um, no, but I guess in, like, physical therapists, it kind of makes an F sound, so you can, like, argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. And then, Leslie, did you ever think about doing a doctorate instead of doing a PA? (laughs) You're terrible. I dislike this question. (laughs) She gets asked this question constantly. (laughs) Um, no, no, I did not. I do have peers that did, but I, I myself did not. This was just the better path for me. Yay, all the way. Uh, okay. chosen. All right. I'll actually think of some real questions. Uh, Sam, do you have any, uh, any questions for them? Yeah, I guess, 
one that I just thought of. I am curious in more about the memorization aspect of everything and using mnemonics or whatever weird strategies, you know, physically acting out the walks. How do you absorb so much information? And like, I mean, I feel like I've heard before, like when you're practicing in the field, don't don't worry about like if you do have to like look something up or reference something. But like I would I would get that, you know, you would feel possibly incompetent if you had to keep doing that. But also like there's just so much information that it's better than doing a misdiagnosis or something like that. So, yeah, what are your guys thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I definitely. So in my program, we're actually taught sometimes by like academic like professionals and then sometimes by like clinically practicing like PAs. And it's always interesting to like note the difference in like their knowledge base when they're giving us a a lecture, because it's like you said, like when they're practicing clinicians, a lot of the times what they have to teach us and and tell us about through their experience and they're very knowledgeable, um, have been like in the field for such a long time, like seeing patients every day, all day, they do things like quite differently than we do, than like we are taught, like not like in a bad way, but just yeah, just like we need to know more usually for like boards and stuff like that. And it is, it becomes okay. more memorization based, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, like yeah. we don't really do that, like in practice, you know, like that's very expensive. So like we don't do that, you know, or like, oh, like I only use like these three minutes of like my practice. And like if I needed to, I would like call the pharmacist, you know? So then it's okay. fun because we still do mm-hmm. need to memorize all these things for like our, our like certifications and the boards that we sit for and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say for me, like the mnemonic, especially mostly regarding like pharmacology, that's like the most memorization based stuff, the physiology and like clinical presentation and stuff like that. Like, sure. There's like aspects of memorization to it, but like, it's a lot more like content heavy. So it's more about like understanding the full picture and like, it can be more intuitive, you know, like based on like what symptoms are presenting. It's more like a flow chart type of deal versus farm. It's just like pure, pure memorization. And there's, a lot to memorize. Um, but yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big mnemonics gal <laughs> and a big like sound association like person. Yeah. So, and it sticks pretty good. So do you have a favorite mnemonic right now? Hmm. Good question. Hopefully it's memorable enough. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only ones Sorry. I can think of are not appropriate. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yo, bring it on and bring it on. No. <laughs> so the, yeah, that's that's interesting. How does that work? You guys just uh, you got a few oddballs in the class creating some risk, risque uh No, sometimes like, words just have like funny themes and then someone will point it out and you'll just you'll never forget it like you'll just never forget it you can't give us one example oh um we can cut it out if you want but i'm i really am curious now oh you want an example of the inappropriateness yeah (laughs) sure i thought you meant just like a random one like a random one is just like or a random one yeah second generation cephalosporins all go sefta sef or sefpa or sefta that's how I remember them. This is silly. I know that makes no sense, but it, I, uh, I, right, I, it's mnemonics, ingrained in your brain of how to, how to memorize yeah. it. It so. really is. The silliness really is ingrained. Yes. I haven't had to do memorization at work like at all because all the information for the most part is accessible either in, you know, the right people or the right location. And I, you know, when you're 
practicing, I imagine it's still, it's going to be accessible in a similar way. It's just not, you have to be quick. Yeah, definitely. And then you become familiar with like the things that you, you know, use on the day to day, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're a, you know, a cardio person, you know, then you're going to learn a lot about like antihypertensives, you know, and like all the different types, you know, mm-hmm. but like, we have to know them all for now for some silly, silly good mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> uh, when that's a little bit unrealistic, it'll become a little bit more narrow once, you know, we have yeah. a word in practice and stuff like that. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. anyways, I think from the PT perspective, I told this to Leslie earlier in the podcast, but one of the nice things about what I learn is all of the answers are almost like already on my body. So there's a lot of like <laughs> getting up and moving around and yeah. doing certain things to yeah. <laughs> like remember right. how you're supposed to move. And then if it's like wrong, then it's a little bit more like intuitive in terms of like clinical reasoning and pattern recognition that you end up seeing pharmacology and like advice on medication isn't actually within the PT scope of practice. So I'm lucky in that sense that I don't actually have to like memorize a lot of the pharmacology stuff that Leslie does. So a lot of it does kind of more for me come down to like what we're seeing in the clinic, what has worked for clients in the past, and then how we apply that to the current person. There's definitely like Sam said, like stuff that you have to look up and and certain diagnoses, but even then, like PTs don't typically treat the diagnosis that we're seeing. We treat the impairments that are a result of the diagnosis. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Got kind of it. interesting. When when you're taking written exams, is it uncommon for people to just get up and start doing push-ups to like solve a no. solve a problem? Okay. No, we are moving. We are. You are. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. <cool. laughs> Yeah, so funny. John in the corner starts just going like ham surely on people decks. have yeah just injured themselves during the exams. <laughs> <laughs> Need PT during PT school, absolutely. Yeah, the actual exam. Okay, I had one last question, and uh, I guess to finish it all out, um, both of you I know are very um, vocal and very humble about your guys's desire to help others and go into this industry for that purpose and to to be of service and really do great work. And Thanksgiving is coming around the corner. And usually around this time, like there's a lot of saying, like being thankful for the thankless jobs. A lot of them are the medical professionals, PTs, PAs, nurses, doctors, all these different places. And I wonder if the people that you have seen talk to you guys and and I've been in the industry longer, are they experiencing that kind of lack of recognition and how are they responding to it? And then for you guys, are you expecting that to kind of be a difficulty or something you grow accustomed to loaded question yeah yeah um i just got done with a clinical rotation at a skilled nursing facility and i think in especially inpatient facilities like that like hospitals and skilled Mm -hmm. nursing compassion fatigue and burnout is a very real thing and that goes very hand in hand with kind of that like thankless job that you're talking about Mm -hmm. My clinical instructor's kind of advice was to just find your gift and find your joy and focus on that throughout the day um, because that's something that can bring you joy even if other people aren't expressing to you that they're thankful for you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people going into the healthcare profession are understanding of the current climate and know that they're not going to get maybe the praise that they might want. But then again, I think that's not why people go into the profession. Kind of like you were saying, Alex, like it's from a very humble place. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know if that, I think that kind of answers. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd have to echo those thoughts and say like, yeah, I don't think that it's expected. I think it's, we are more so advised, like be prepared to, you know, work in lack of, but I think like Julie was saying, usually like flipping it on its head and being like, you know, like, what am I, like, I'm thankful, you know, I try to go into like every day, even in school right now, you know, like it's so easy to fall into like complaining, you know, about how like much work everything is. And, you know, and I know, you know, you hear that in, in practice too, you know, um, whether it be like patients or like the schedule management, people complain about things like that all the time. But at the end of the day, like, that's not like why, why we're doing what we're doing. And, and thanks or no thanks, you know, like, we're getting to help people and like change their lives hopefully. And sometimes that means like, especially as a PA, like sometimes you have to like be the bad guy. Like that sucks. I haven't really had to be the bearer of bad news in terms of like diagnoses thus far in my journey, mm-hmm. but I know that that's really difficult um, sometimes yeah. and then being an APP an advanced practice provider versus an MD. I do know that there's some backlash there sometimes that, you know, patients don't want to be seen like by somebody that's, you know, lower than an MD. So that's, that's tough like to hear and to think about going into, but at the end of the day, like my job is to go in and help like those who need it. And I think that's super cool. And even with learning, you know, like sometimes I am so tired of studying, but then I'm like, wait, this is so cool. I get to like study things that I genuinely love and like, it's going to get to help people. Like that's amazing. So like, when, yeah, it really, really is. So I think I'll also add that like, we talk a lot about your profession, not being your identity. And I think you can get in a lot of trouble if, if you place all your eggs in that basket about your profession, being your identity and your reason for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another way to kind of combat it is to fill up your cup with things yeah. outside of your profession, outside of work, remind yourself of like who you are and why you do what you do so that when you go back, you can be your best self, like thanks or no thanks. Yeah. Well, we're thankful for you guys. <laughs> yeah. And thank so you for one. being on this podcast. <laughs> and... We saved the big <laughs> thanks to end. <laughs> no, yeah, this was so fun. I know, it was a blast. Thanks yeah. for coming up with our like shenanigans. You guys were good sports. <laughs> you were. Oh, yeah. No, it was fun. It was fun. I do. I did enjoy it quite a bit, even despite my... My respect has definitely raised for <laughs> <laughs> the medical field. And so diverse and so much content and so many different paths that is just like yeah gotta respect it yeah well hopefully we'll see you on other future episodes and shufflers we'll see you next week sunday what's (laughs) next week sam next sunday next week we're gonna be thanking oh yeah we'll be we'll do some more thanking thanking. around the corner more thanking that's a bird (laughs) so we will be thanking you guys on the thanksgiving podcast as well next week (laughs) yeah just cue them up (laughs) (laughs) oh man yes follow so okay we released our second hint for the shuffle cypher guys i'm not gonna lie i laid it on thick this time (laughs) if if people are not attempting this like two out of three of the steps have been given first step is out second step has been out (laughs) Please, somebody solve it. Please. You get a free shirt. We're you. you get a free shirt. <laughs> I'll personally thank you. And this is episode. What episode is this? Uh, this is this is forty six right now that we're doing. 
Yeah. Yep. Wow. So we got we got ex- that's so many. We got that's eight more, including this. We got seven more after this. Yep. Wow. Yep. And, and where it's it's just the cream the cream of the crop, y'all. And holiday season's rolling in, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep. We'll see All you right. next week, Shufflers. A brand new episode, a brand new genre. Julie and Leslie, thank you so much again. It's been a blast. We'll see you next week on my Pod Shuffle. Thanks, guys. Bye.